The Bible Study Podcast, episode 571. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 2 Kings chapter 7. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We left you with a cliffhanger last week. Now, it's interesting that they put the chapter markers where they did because chapter markers are not put in by the original authors but put in later on to help us more easily look things up and find things and compare things so I can say, hey, we're in 2 Kings chapter 7, and you can find that in your Bible. But strangely enough, they put this chapter marker here, this change of chapter with Israel is being besieged, Samaria is being besieged, and the people are starving. They've even resorted to cannibalism. The price of a head of the mule has gotten very expensive, and I don't think the head of a mule is going to be the best dish, so that's really how bad things have gotten. And so the king comes to Elisha, and he asks the question we left with last week, why should I wait any longer for the Lord? And we continue on with Second Kings 7 with an answer to that question. Elisha replied, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a sea of the finest flour will sell for a shekel, and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heaven— How could this happen? You will see it with your own eyes, answered Elisha, but you will not eat any of it. So last time we talked about how much the cost would be for a donkey's head. Well, this time he's saying that about 12 pounds of flour are going to cost only one shekel, only one, and I think a shekel is roughly a day's wage, if I recall correctly. And so it's going to be very cheap, where right now food is very expensive. And it continues, the siege lifted. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say, We'll go into the city, the famine is there, and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live, and if they kill us, then we will die. At dusk they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp, entered one of the tents and ate and drank. Then they took silver, gold, and clothes and went off and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some things from it and hid them also. Then they said to each other, What we're doing is not right. This is a day of good news, and we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let's go at once and report this to the royal palace. 
So they went and called out to the city gatekeepers and told them, We went into the Aramean camp, and no one was there, not a sound of anyone, only tethered horses and donkeys, and the tents left just as they were. The gatekeepers shouted the news, and it was reported within the palace. The king got up in the night and said to his officers, I will tell you what the Arameans have done to us. They know we are starving, so they have left the camp to hide in the countryside, thinking they will surely come out, and then we will take them alive and get into the city. One of his officers answered, Have some men take five of the horses that are left in the city. Their plight will be like that of all the Israelites left here. Yes, they will only be like all these Israelites who are doomed. So let us send them to find out what happened. So they selected two chariots with their horses, and the king sent them after the Aramean army. He commanded the drivers, go and find out what happened. They followed them as far as the Jordan, and they found the whole road strewn with clothing and equipment the Arameans had thrown away in their headlong flight. So the messengers returned and reported to the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. So a seah of the finest flour sold for a shekel, and two seahs of barley sold for a shekel, as the Lord had said. Now the king had put the officer on whose arm he leaned in charge of the gate, and the people trampled him in the gateway, and he died, just as the man of God had foretold when the king came down to his house. It happened as the man of God had said to the king, About this time tomorrow a seah of the finest flour will sell for a shekel, and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria." The officer had said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heaven, could this happen? The man of God replied, You will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat any of it. And that is is exactly what happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gateway, and he died. There's a lot of and he died or, or we're going to die in this particular chapter. I love these four lepers. Now, the people with leprosy were required to remain outside the city because it was considered to be a disease that was infectious. And so they're outside at the entrance of the city, and they say, what are we going to do? If we stay here, we die. If we go into the city, there's famine, we'll die. We might as well go surrender. We'll probably die, but maybe not. And so they go, and they find all the Arameans gone. And it says that they had heard this sound of a mighty army, horses and chariots. Now remember just last chapter when God opened the eyes of the servant of Elisha, and he was able to see on the hills around Elisha this vast army of chariots and horses covered with fire, this angelic army. I think that may be what the Arameans heard. They did not hear the Hittites. They did not hear the Egyptians. Instead, they heard this mighty army of God, and they ran for their lives, which I'm not sure is not the correct response Uh, We'll get to another story later on where the forces of the angels of God defeat an army more directly. So I'm not sure that the Arameans really did the wrong thing here. They drop everything and they run home. And they are wise to do so, I think, because to not do so would be to fight against the forces of God, and that would be a bad idea. But anyway, these lepers end up in the camp all by themselves with plenty of food now. Now there is a surplus of food, and they find all sorts of gold things, and that was just at the first tent, and then they go on to the other tent, and pretty soon they're going, hang on a second here, there are people starving in the city. 
if we don't go tell them now, we will be punished because we'll be doing the wrong thing. There's only so long we can put off bringing this good news to the city without endangering ourselves, without having guilt for not telling people sooner. Maybe someone else will die if we don't tell them. And so they go and they bring this good news. And of course, the king says, it's a trap, which I don't think is unwise. But someone says, okay, well, we're going to die here anyway. Why don't we send some people out? Sure, maybe it's a trap. Maybe they'll die. But they're going to die anyway. So why don't we send out a couple chariots and track them and see where they are? And so they do. They track them, and they track them all the way back to the Jordan River, and they have gone home. And everywhere along the way, they see that they have been dropping stuff and throwing stuff to lighten their load so they can move faster and move faster. And so they know now that they have gone, that God has won this victory, and that sure enough, just as Elisha said, food is now cheap where it was so precious yesterday. But that officer who doubted, unfortunately, doesn't get to taste any of it. He happens to be the one in charge of the gate, and they trample him to death trying to get out there to the food. Uh, It is ironic. It is, and I don't know any other word for it. It is this irony here that the way that what Elijah said happens, happens because of good news. This man is killed by excessive good news. Not so good for him, but very good for the people of Israel and that God has brought them deliverance. So we finally answer that question that the king asked at the end of the last chapter. Why should I continue to wait? Because God has not forgotten you is the answer to his question. And God has not forgotten us either. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.